Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. The woman whose wedding I performed is an eminent physician. She has spent her life with her career, and now she found the love of her life and wanted to get married. And as she planned this, now she has the resources to plan it any way she wanted to, you know. Mm -hmm. And she did. She did it upright. But she kept telling me, this is what I've dreamed of all my life. This wedding is exactly as I have planned it all my life. And it was a glorious wedding. She loves classical music. It was filled with music. She was gorgeous. The groom was just Mm. handsome. And it was a wonderful time. The church was a a unique setting. And we just had a great time together. It's wonderful when finally you get to do what you dreamed of. Yet God's timing is so different than ours. She she had not planned to wait until she was 48 to make this happen. But here she is, you know, 48 Hmm. years of age, and she's finally found the love of her life, so she's going to have this wedding. You know, I am 48 years old, and um, I had planned my life so specifically. You know, I was like, okay, when I'm this age, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have so many children. And And how's that worked out for you? (laughs) (laughs) Not really good. Uh, Actually, you know, I've been married many years with with my husband now, but this is my second marriage, and and I had never uh, thought that at 48, I would be in my second marriage for, for many years now already. Mm-hmm. Because this really is a part of your story. And it, it is it brings me hope to know that God rebuilds broken lives. He has yours, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I have to tell you, this was the hardest experience of my life, especially because I'm one of those people that plans. You know, I yes. want everything to turn out exactly. Yes, you do plan because you are a bit of a control freak. I will tell the world that. Uh, oh, thank you, Mike. Today yes. you're just getting on my case, I'm just announcing you? all sorts of things about Elizabeth today. Anything else you would like to reveal today? <laughs> no, I think we'll stop with this. Okay. And and the fact that sometimes when I look at the overall plan, uh, you know, of the Bible and I see how God planned things and they, they turn out exactly like he planned them. <laughs> I, I remember, first of all, that I'm not God. And yeah. I don't have that ability. Second, that I'm in control of so little. Uh, it is a stark my... reminder of both of those facts, is it not? Yes, it is. And and how God's plan for humanity could not fail, uh, unlike uh, human plans that absolutely fail all the time. Well, this week we are studying the prophecies of the birth of Jesus, how God had a plan to reconcile men to himself, and he did that through the birth of Jesus Christ. And we're looking at how this was all foretold in the Old Testament and how God brought this together. Yesterday, we saw how he made the first announcement of this to the enemy himself. He mm-hmm. announced to Satan, I'm going to crush your head. Yes, and in I'm Genesis. Through, yes. And now we are still in Genesis, but now we are starting to go with God's plan to have a plan big enough for the whole world, not just for a particular group of people or for a particular religion, for that matter, or mm-hmm. for a particular race. It was for the whole world. And he calls Abraham to come and start this family, the family of God, through which He would bless all the families in the world. He was never designed that this would be exclusive, but that one group would be the source of that blessing in order to provide it for everyone else. Yes, and we find this in chapter 12 of Genesis. I mean, the whole chapter talks about how God calls Abraham and says, I'm going to make a great nation uh, out of you and I will bless you. But there's one part of the promise at the end of verse 3 that is the one that we're going to concentrate on today. 
And the last half of verse 3 of chapter 12 says, And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Now, this is a major promise because we already know a Savior will be born. Now we are getting more details that through this Savior, the whole world would be saved. All the families of the world would be blessed. And this is a promise that is constantly repeated in the New Testament as we're getting closer to the birth of Jesus. Uh, They're constantly going back and saying, Remember the promises of Abraham? Well, this Mm -hmm. is the child that is bringing the blessing for all the nations. It is. And as uh, the new church developed, they began to become more aware of this. So so after the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus, the new church is developing, and they're beginning to become aware of exactly what was accomplished through Jesus' birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, and how all of this was fulfilling what was foretold throughout the Old Testament. Jesus had planted that seed in Luke 24 as he explained this on the road to Emmaus. Mm -hmm. He said, all that you've read in the Old Testament, which is basically all they had at the time. Correct. It all testifies of me. Read the Old Testament in light of what you now know to be true about me. Yes, this is why we're doing this whole week, uh, starting the season of Christmas, with all the prophecies that we had in the Old Testament right. that were all pointing, actually, to the, the birth and death uh, mm-hmm. of the Savior of the world, for the whole world. And it's interesting because there are some books in the Bible, uh, for example, Galatians, which is one of the main books that we have uh, of Paul. Um, you Paul, know, Paul develops this idea more eloquently than almost any other New Testament writer. Yes, and as you know, he shows that uh, faith in Christ is the only way to be saved, and Galatians became pretty much the book, uh, it was called Luther's book, because Martin Luther, the great reformer, Mm -hmm. uh, actually based uh, most of his uh, teachings of righteousness by faith in the book of Galatians, Galatians. and of course Romans and other books, but this was called Luther's book, Mm -hmm. where he's showing that if you believe in this Savior that God provided, then you are justified and you're saved. And then he, uh, Galatians actually brings some of that Old Testament, including Abraham's prophecy. Well, let's take a look at this in Galatians chapter 3, starting with verse 6. Even so, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Therefore, be sure that it is those who are of faith who are the sons of Abraham. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, all the nations will be blessed in you. Look, it's very interesting because he says he preached the gospel to Abraham through this verse, and this yeah. verse is the one that we just read, Genesis 12, 3. That's right. All the nations will be blessed in you. It wasn't that the good news was only for a, a little part of, no, of, of the not earth. just for Abraham, for his seed, but for all people. It's for everyone. And actually, he makes that point a little bit farther in the chapter. If you want to take time to read the whole chapter at home, we're just going to read one or two more verses here. Well, let's take a look at verse 16. We'll skip down from 8 to 16. Now, okay. the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say, and to seeds, as referring to many, but rather to one, and to your seed, that is Christ. See, Christ would be the, the one uh, through whom all the promises made to Abraham would become mm-hmm. true. And, and this whole chapter is based on this truth. That's why when the gospel writers want to talk to you about Jesus, uh, they will bring the promise and uh, prophecy made to Abraham very clearly in their text. As a matter of fact, Matthew starts it like he, he that. He does with the genealogy, and he does this for the purpose of pointing us back to the Old Testament prophecies and to the promise. Verse 1 of Matthew chapter 1, the record of the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of? Abraham. Abraham. So he starts by reminding us that Jesus is the descendant. That's how far he goes in the genealogy, all the way to Abraham. That's right. And, and, uh, it's so important that you mention that, Mike, because uh, he finishes 
Matthew is the only one that ends his gospel by reminding us again that this yeah. the blessing of Jesus' death is for all nations. All nations. Verse 19 of chapter 28 of Matthew's gospel, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, Yes, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, he reminds, don't forget this, for all the nations. This is one of the, what we call inclusios. You, mm-hmm. You're by now used to this word that means a, a narrative sandwich that a book starts and ends in the same way. Well, the Abrahamic promise and covenant, how Jesus fulfills all the promises to Abraham, is one of Matthew's inclusio. You know, start saying, don't forget Jesus is the son of Abraham, and don't forget to go now go to all nations because uh, that's the way it was fulfilled. You know, at Christmas we are reminded that as Christians we have an historic religion. It is mm-hmm. one that is based on history, the history of the world, and how God created us to be one with Him, created us in His image, but because of our departure from Him, the fall where, where sin entered in and we've been separated from Him, death has entered in, but He said, I've made a promise, I'm going to reconcile you to myself so that you can have life again because you will be restored to the life giver. It's based in history. He tells all the stories of the Old Testament. That's a history of reminding us of what he's going to do in the future. And that was God's master plan. Uh, that's why he sent the the Bible to us. You know, when I was going through my divorce, um, I had many slogans and, and sayings that helped me through that time. But one of those was, um, I don't know the master plan, but I know the master planned it and I am included. Yeah. I had that saying everywhere. I, I kept it in a key ring uh, with me at all times saying, you know, things are not turning out the way I planned them, but there is a master plan and God is giving me a place in that in that plan. And, and Christmas reminds us that God's plans do not fail. Our plans might fail, but but his plans never yeah. fail. And by the way, I don't think that God planned for your divorce. I mm. don't think that's what he wanted no, for no. you. No, no. It's a way that he was able to bring good out of difficult situations exactly. for his glory. Exactly. And I think that we have listeners today who even in this Christmas season are experiencing pain. Oh, Maybe yeah. Pain and solitude. Bro- and, and, and I mean, uh, loneliness, not solitude. Solitude is a positive word, but loneliness and holidays are very difficult for people that don't have partners or spouses or family. Or who's marriage is now breaking up Absolutely. or whose children are distant from them and there's a feeling, can God even reconcile me? Does he have a plan for my life? Is there joy? Is there a future for me? Yes, and this is one of the things that we are reminded of in, in Christmas, that God's plans don't fail, that we have a part in God's plan and that God's plan was to save us because we individually are so important to him that he loved us to this very point. Ultimately, God has one plan and that is that you be reconciled to the Father and that in him, your life would be blessed. He has a plan that you would be one with him, that you would experience his grace, his joy, his love. Even in the midst of your chaos today, God has a plan for you. Trust him with the plan. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.